What's up, guys? We're here to go over UFC on ABC5, Emmett versus Taporia. Uh, but real quick, let's go over the uh, the results of the last card. Um, so yeah, finally after about uh, four or five weeks of um, you know making money every every weekend, I finally lost a little bit of money. Um, I had two plays that hit, two that didn't hit, and uh, the plus money play on Eamon Zahavi, it was a one-unit play, that hit. Um, had a one-unit play on Darius, and uh, that one didn't hit. And then I had a half-unit play on Builder and Dan Ige, and that one didn't hit. Um, so then I, after the uh, after Builder lost, I went over and made another two-fight parlay, which was this one right here. Um Danny Gay and Nasruddin Imovov. Obviously, I got screwed out of a lot of it because um, because of the uh, no contest. I mean, Imovov was women was winning that fight. Um, this would have been a whole lot more money, you know, because I ended up just getting paid for Danny Gay. So, um, you know, my my two one unit plays basically canceled each other out, and this was a half unit play here. So basically, I broke even on those, and uh, the only money that I that I lost was just the few hundred bucks I had on these big, big parlays, about $200. You know, I usually, I'm pretty used to losing that, you know, that happens pretty much every weekend. You know, most of my big parlays never hit. Um, I mean, I make all my money on, you know, the, uh, the single plays and two fight parlays. So, uh, that's nothing I'm not used to. So it wasn't too bad, but, uh, obviously disappointed that, uh, that I finally lost a little bit of money, but I would, I would have came out all right. If Imovov, had uh had got the win and it wasn't a no contest i would have came out with some profit not much but i would have came out with some profit so unfortunately it happens you know it's just fortunate that i've had you know like five good weekends in a row so uh you know it just it happens so and uh so yeah man um so uh please like and subscribe man it would really help me out um it, it would do wonders for the channel man cuz uh you know, if obviously I make a little bit of money betting on fights, but I don't make anything doing my YouTube channel, I've got to get at least a thousand subscribers first. And, you know, I'm getting close to 300 and I've only been doing this for, I think I started doing this in February. So, uh, not too bad, but, um, so what I do is I go through and I give out my picks for each of the fights. And then at the end of the video, I give out my bets for the card. And, um, and, uh, if you, I'm available on, Pandora, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Rumble, um, iTunes, uh, most of the big streaming platforms. Uh, so, and if, and if you're, and if you don't want to watch the videos and, uh, you just want to see my picks and my bets, uh, you can go over to my Instagram. It's high score or high kick underscore fight pick. Sorry. Um, and you can see all my stuff on there. I also post all my, uh, you know, my bet flyers and picks, on my uh, YouTube channel in the community tab. So if you're subscribed to my channel, they'll pop up in your feed and you'll be able to see them. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, sorry if I sound a little worn out, man, it's getting up to almost a hundred degrees right now in Texas, man. And I was out working on a roof all day and putting up siding and all that stuff. So I remodel houses. So I'm always out in the heat, but it's been pretty cool so far this year. And it's just now starting to get back up there again. So it's probably only going to get worse from here on out. So what else? I guess let's get into the card, man. Let's see what fights we've lost. If we lost any. Uh, the only one we lost is Gregory Rodriguez versus Dennis Tallulan, Um which is unfortunate because, you know, that would have been an easy, an easy win in my opinion. Uh, Gregory Rodriguez could would have absolutely won that fight. Um, the only thing that sucks about Gregory Rodriguez is that he is a very accomplished jujitsu guy, but he goes out there and just tries to get the knockout, and sometimes that bites him in the ass, you know, like in his last fight, he got knocked out by a guy making his debut because he just was too comfortable on the feet, you know, and he was looking good until he got caught. So, uh, but yeah, Rodriguez would have definitely, you know, he would have won the striking battles and he could have took, uh, Tululin down. Tululin has no ground game whatsoever. We found out. So 
that would have been an easy money, easy money play there, however you look at it, um, from several different angles. So, unfortunately, but so that's the only thing we've lost so far. I'm sure, you know, we've still got a, about a week or actually more than a week for, for these fights. So anything can happen. We'll probably lose more or whatever. But so first up, we got Jamal Emmers taking on Jack Jenkins. And uh, Jamal Emmers is 33 years old, 5'10", with a 74-inch reach. He's 19-6 and six and 2-2 two and two in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Jamal Jamal's very underrated, um, pretty underrated guy, lots of experience. He's very tall and long for the weight class. Um, he's going to have a 6-inch reach advantage here, so that's something to worry about. Um, he's pretty well-rounded. He has He's done pretty well in the UFC, aside from getting caught in that heel hook by uh, Pat Sabatini. Um, which he was winning that fight up to that point. He had dropped Sabatini and, you know, it happens. He got caught, you know, they were kind of, kind of both going for leg locks, but, uh, yeah, his debut was against Giga Chikazi, who was an amazing striker. And, you know, he lost that by split decision. So that's, that's impressive. Um, considering what, you know, what Giga's gone to go on and, you know, do in the UFC since that win, um, and uh, yeah, Jamal looked really good in his last fight against a tough Russian guy, a guy who was undefeated, twenty three and zero. His takedown defense looked pretty good. Uh, he throws throws a lot of oblique kicks and calf kicks, a lot of push kicks. You know, uses his, his long reach. And uh, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't backing straight up in that fight. He was angling off, you know, to the side well, kind of staying out of out of out of the way of those punches. And uh, he looked a lot improved. And uh, you know, he uses his reach, you know, pretty well. He's throwing, you know. He throws that straight right hand down the middle, man, and he he really rocks guys with that. I think he dropped, um, I think he dropped that guy, whatever his name was. What was that guy's name? Uh, Kushin Askabov. Yeah, he dropped him with that straight right hand. Uh, I think more than once in that fight, and he he showed that uh, you know, his cardio is really up to par. Um, you know, his head movement looked a lot improved, like I said, and he uses a real nice uppercut. You know, he throws it from way out there, you know, because he has such a long frame and, and he really catches guys with that. Um, you know, Embers is a very good fighter and uh, I'm looking forward to this fight. It's going to be a tough one for both of these guys. I feel like up to this point, you know, um, I know Giga Jakazi was a tough fight for him in his debut. That might have been both of their debuts. Um, and Giga's gone on to really improve a whole bunch since then. But uh, Jack Jenkins is really on the level, in my opinion, man. And he's he's pretty good. So, uh. Jack Jenkins is 30 years old, 5'7", with a 68-inch reach. He's 11-2 and and 1-0 and in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with Jack in his debut, man. He's one of the few people that, you know, has gotten a few stoppages due to leg kicks throughout his career. You know, the rumor is that he broke a couple of guys' legs. And uh, he looked really great in that fight, man. But, you know, Don Shanus is, is definitely not as skilled as Emmers or really, you know, even close to that level. But he's a tough guy nonetheless. And, uh... So you got to think about that whenever you're, you know, considering, considering, you know, uh, putting money on Jack Jenkins. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the guy that he beat on the contender series was a pretty tough guy and he finished him with ground and pound. And, uh, yeah, Jack uses, uh, the Muay Thai clinch very well, you know, vicious knees. Um, he throws, uh, fast, long combinations, uh, takedown defense looked really good. He counters well, uh, you know, he throws, he throws a really wide variety of strikes and, and he uses it, he uses it. He's throwing elbows, punches to, you know, everything he can throw. He, he threw him in that fight, man. It's really impressive. You know, you don't see a whole lot of guys throw as, as wide of a variety of strikes as he does. And, uh, he, it appears to be the real deal. So and he does, he does show a couple of losses in his career by submission early in his career. Um, so maybe the submission defense is the only weak part of his game, but honestly, that seems to be pretty solid as well, you know, as of late, um, you know, his grappling and, you know, he has good sweeps. Um, you know, I want Embers to win this fight, but I do feel like if Embers can't take Jack down, Jack will be the better one on the feet. He may have a little bit of trouble, you know, getting around that reach at first, but I think he'll definitely, you know, work his way into the fight. Um, you know, for, I'm taking Jack to get the win. Uh, I'm going to say he wins by a decision because Emmers is tough. And I don't know that, I guess Emmers was knocked out a few times early on in his career, but uh, he's a pretty tough guy, man. So I'm going to go with Jack Jenkins to get the win uh, by decision. And Jack is actually right now on Bovada doesn't have the lines up for this yet, but um, on uh, bet online, 
I believe is the other book that I was looking at it on that I put my bets on. Uh, Jack Jenkins is a plus 150 underdog. And uh, there's actually a whole lot of underdogs on this card that I feel like have good chances to get the win. And uh, it's going to be, I mean, this is one of those cards that you can't, you're just not going to be able to get a parlay, right? You know, above three people, you know, <laughs> three people on a parlay, you might be good. But there's so many underdogs and stuff that have good chances on this card that it's going to be hard to, to get all these right, man. Next up, we got Trevor Peak taking on Victor Martinez. And uh, Trevor Peak is 28 years old. He's 5'9 with a 70-inch reach. He is 8-0 and 1-0 in the UFC. And uh, yeah, Peak's a monster, man. All of his wins have been by knockout. Uh, he's got big power, you know, really wild striking. He's tough. Uh, you know, we've seen him take a beating and, you know, use his con his conditioning to come back and get the victory. You know, that was on the Contender Series. Um, that guy was way bigger than him. And that guy put a beating on him throughout the whole first round. And Trevor was able to come back and get the finish. Um, so, uh, yeah, these guys have the, uh, the same exact reach. So there's not an advantage there either way. Um, you know, he, uh, peak throws good question mark kicks. Um, everything he throws is heavy and, you know, as hard as he can, which is something to worry about. Um, he pushes forward constantly. You know, he does get taken down a lot, but he's usually pretty good about getting back up to his feet. Um, he never stays still. He's always moving. He's always going for something. So, um, I do have my worries about him as he steps up in competition. You know, the way he fought in his last fight, I have trouble believing that anybody could keep that up for three rounds. And uh, But I can't wait to watch him fight, man. He's he's really a, a treat to watch. He's taking on Victor Martinez. He is 31 years old, 5'8", with a 70-inch reach. He is 13-5 and 5 and 0-1 and in the UFC. And uh, Victor has uh, eight wins by knockout. You know, he's the more experienced guy of these two. But man, you know, he got knocked out by Jordan Levitt. And I mean, Levitt is a good fighter, you know, or a good grappler anyway, but you know, he's not known for his striking. So it's not a good look that, you know, to get finished by Jordan Levitt, you know, due to strikes. Um, you know, Victor also has a loss to uh, Eric Gonzalez, which is a guy, the guy that Pete just knocked out. And um, so, yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's got good boxing, you know, decent takedown defense. Um, you know, his best punches are his, you know, straight punches, you know, his one-two down the middle. Um, so, you know, if Victor wants the win, he needs to take Peak down, in my opinion, and uh, which isn't which isn't normally how Victor fights. So, I mean, I don't I don't really see him being able to get the win here, and I got to go with Peak here to get the win by knockout in round one. Uh, but if he but if he does get out of the first round, it's something to worry about, man, because he does go for it and he doesn't stop and. I can definitely see him, you know, gassing out, uh, you know, after after a round and a half of just nonstop, you know, uh, coming at somebody and throwing everything he has into those punches. So, uh, but yeah, man, it, I think he's got this one in the bag. And uh, what is peak? He is a he's a minus two fifty five favorite right now, and. Uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of a little steep line. You have to parlay him with somebody else, you know, to get to get a good value on it. But I think he's a, you know, he's a lock on this card. Next up, we got Randy Brown taking on Wellington Terman, and uh, Randy is thirty-two years old. He's six-three with a seventy-eight-inch reach. He is sixteen and five and ten and five in the UFC. And I forget, you know, sometimes how long Randy's really been around. You know, it just, it seems like, you know, he still, still seems like a relatively new guy. Man, he's got 15 fights in the UFC. That's crazy. You know, Randy is uh, very tough, very tall, and long for the weight class. Um, he's going to have a six-inch reach advantage here. I mean, he has really nice boxing, really good footwork. And uh, just because he got beat by Jack Della Maddalena doesn't mean that he's done for. Jack is the real deal. and. Uh, you know, Randy uses his length really well, nice straight shots, um, switches stances back and forth, you know, really, really long legs, throws a lot of front kicks up the middle. Uh, he throws a ton of volume and he can push a really good pace throughout three rounds. Uh, his long limbs are also, you know, good for chokes. He's got a few good submissions on his record. Um, he finished Cowboy Oliveira with that one-armed rear naked choke, which is pretty impressive. Um, he's going to have the striking advantage for sure on the feet here and, it, you know, he uses his jab very well. Um, I think that's going to serve him pretty well in this fight with a six-inch reach advantage. And he's taking on Wellington Terman. He is 26 years old. 
He is six foot tall with a 72 inch reach, and he is 18 and six and three and four in the UFC. Yeah, so Terman, he's fought at, you know, light heavyweight, then at middleweight, and now this is going to be his welterweight debut. So that's kind of questionable, man. You know, he just hasn't been able to get the results he's looking for in really any of the weight classes. And, uh, you know, unless, unless Tapology has it wrong and Brown is going up to, you know, middleweight, which I seriously doubt, um, you know, if, if Terman wants to win this fight, you know, he's going to have to take Brown down and try to get a submission. And he does have pretty good submissions, uh, but I think Randy's up to par with his defense. Um, yeah, you know, Terman has eight submission wins on his record. You know, he may even have a power advantage on the feet, but but will he be able to use it, you know? Uh, will he get around that, that long reach of Brown's? And, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's not a good look to be, you know, dropping down another class. He's a big guy. I don't I don't really see him looking very healthy, getting down, you know, another 15 pounds to 170. So uh, I'm going to be taking Brown to get the win by decision. Um, I think he's going to land the volume and stay out of the way of the big shots. And uh, it's possible he could get a finish, you know. Um, Termington's, or Termin's pretty tough, but and dropping down another weight class, you know, his chin could be could be out of there at that point, losing that much weight. And we'll see how he does, you know, in the on the weigh-ins, so. Next up, we got Justin Taffa taking on Austin Lane. And Justin Taffa is 29 years old. He's six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He is six and three and three and three in the UFC. And, uh, you know, all of his wins have been by knockout. Um, his last two wins have been over a couple of the lowest level heavyweights, you know, that the UFC has had to offer. Um, let's look at it. Uh, Harry Hunsucker, obviously, never won a fight in the UFC. Parker Porter, um, yeah, you know, he's not very good either. <laughs> Although I did go with Porter over Taffa in that fight, and ma- that made me look like an idiot, but at least I didn't put money on it. So, uh, You know, and he also he also has a loss on his record to Jaron Vandera, which is, that's really not a good look. And uh, it's hard for me to get behind, you know, Taffa simply... Simply for that reason, and uh, he has good kickboxing. Him and his brother both do, but no ground game or submissions whatsoever. And uh, everybody on Tapology is going with Tafa, which I find, you know, very crazy. Um, he's going to be at a big height and reach disadvantage and a speed disadvantage as well here. So uh, it's going to be a tough one for him. He's taking on Austin Lane. He is thirty-five years old, six-six with an eighty-inch reach. He is twelve and three, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And, uh, yeah, all of his wins have been by finish. Um, you know, former football player. Um, he can get takedowns, but mostly likes to fight on the feet. Um, he beat an undefeated guy on the Contender Series. Uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Richard Jacoby. He was a very tough uh, Muay Thai kickboxer with a decent ground game. Um, so, yeah, you know, he's made a lot of improvements since the beginning of his career. I know he went on the Contender Series once a long time ago, and he lost. He actually got knocked out by Greg Hardy, which isn't a good look, but he's really turned a corner and he's made a lot of improvements and really, you know, really, uh, really stepped his game up and, you know, got better with the grappling, the takedowns, all that. Um, he hits very hard. You know, this is a fight that may come down to whose cardio is better or who's in better shape. You know, obviously looking at the two lane seems to be the better, the guy that's in better shape. Um, but he's never been out of the first round also. So that's something to worry about. Uh, but I'm willing to bet he's got decent cardio, you know, six inches of reach and, and uh, very fast and explosive. Uses his kicks very well uh, for a big guy. Side kicks, front kicks, up the middle. Um, has had trouble in the past, you know, getting stuck on bottom when he's taken down. But you know, he was able in his uh, last fight to fight out of the uh, to fight out of the mount, reverse the position, and get a finish by ground and pound. So that's impressive. Um, you know, Tafa will not be grappling with Lane. Tafa is very tough. And I'll take uh, I'll take Austin Lane to win by uh, TKO via ground and pound. Um, Tafa is very tough. I don't I don't know if he's ever been finished. <laughs> At least not in the UFC anyway. But uh yeah, I'll take Austin Lane to get the win. Um I think I think he's gonna be a lot faster and I think he'll be able to uh you know dance around and out volume, you know, uh Tafa and, and use his reach very well and stay out of the way of the big shots. Uh Sorry, I had to do some editing there. A fire alarm started going off in the middle of the uh, middle of my video. As always, something's always going to mess it up, whether it be dogs barking or whatever. Next up, we got uh, Neil Magny taking on Phil Rowe. 
And Neil Magny is 35 years old. He's 6'3 with an 80-inch reach. He is 27-10 and 10 and 20-9 and 9 in the UFC. I mean, basically his whole career almost has been in the UFC, which is crazy. You know, and he's 35 years old. He's still got a few years left in him. Um, but yeah, man, that's a pretty good, pretty good record, you know, for being in the UFC since 2012. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of tall, long guys on this card, man, looking at it. I mean, you know, Neil's usually the tallest guy other than Randy Brown and the, uh, in the welterweight weight class. And, uh, you know, he's got the longest reach usually, but, uh, his opponent here, Phil Rowe is the same height and actually actually has a half-inch reach advantage, so this may be the first time that we're going to be able to see, you know, Neil Magny fight somebody his same size. And, uh, you know, most of his wins, you know, the last few years have been by decision. Uh, maybe one submission win, I think, over Daniel Rodriguez. Um, the last time he won by knockout was back in 2018. And uh, Neil fights best in the clinch, you know, and up against the cage and trying to get the takedowns and very good elbows and knees, but you know, that's usually against shorter guys, so it's going to be interesting to see him, you know, fighting somebody his size. And uh, he'll he'll definitely have the grappling advantage here. You know, he may throw more strikes as well. And let's just look at Magny's record for a second. So he only has seven wins by KO, only two losses by KO. Most of his wins have been by decision, man. You know, of course, he got outclassed by Gilbert Burns his last time out, but, you know, Gilbert's the man. Um, lost to Shavkat Rotmanov. He's the man too. And, uh, you know, he won over Max Griffin, a split decision. And, uh, you know, Jeff Neal, he got a lucky decision there, but he's fought all kinds of good people, man. Robbie Lawler, Robbie Lawler, um, Anthony, Anthony Martin, uh, the leech, uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio and, uh, Carlos Condit, Rafael Dos Anjos, Johnny Hendricks, Lorenz Larkin, Hector Lombard, Kevin Gaslam. He's fought a lot of tough guys. And he's taken on Phil Rowe. He is 32 years old, 6'3", with an 80 and a half inch reach. He is 10-3 and 3-1 and and in the UFC. And uh, I'm a fan of Phil's, man. All, all of his wins have been by finish. Uh, he lost his debut. You know, he gave up a couple takedowns there to Gabe Green, which isn't a good look in hindsight. But, but you know, he fought two wrestlers in a row after that, and uh, he was able to work through the, uh, work through the grappling and get the knockouts. And uh, even though he did get taken down, he was able to get back to his feet and eventually, and eventually get the win. Um, you know, his last fight he beat a uh, uh, Nico Price, who, who's very tough. And uh, yeah, Phil's gonna have a half inch reach advantage. Like I said, uh, he's been comp- competing in a lot of grappling tournaments, working on that part of his game. Uh, he's definitely gonna have the striking and power advantage in this fight if he can keep it at range. You know, he will knock you know Magni out. Um, He's got good dirty boxing, throws hard shots to the body. I mean, he's made a lot of improvements. He's looked better each time we've seen him. Uh, his cardio seems to hold up pretty well as well. Um, you know, he used he's used to people pushing forward and trying to get the takedowns on him and and the clinch. So, uh, you know, it's nothing he's not used to. Uh, Magny's game plan is pretty much how everybody tries to fight Phil Rowe, and uh, his power carries over into the third round. I mean, that's when he knocked out Price, I believe, in the third. And, uh, you know, Magny should win this fight. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, so, um, so don't listen to me on this, but I'm just going to go with my, my hunch, you know, my guts telling me to pick Roe, uh, but y'all probably shouldn't listen to me, but I'm going to take, um, Phil Rowe to win by late knockout round three. Next up, we got David Onama taking on Gabriel Santos. And, uh, this should be a very exciting fight as a possible fight of the night. <laughs> uh, David Onama is 29 years old. He's 5'11 with a 74 inch reach. He's 10 and 2 and 2 and 2 in the UFC. So Onama can beat anybody in the world for about half a round. And, uh, you know, he gassed out badly in his last fight and looked horrible. You know, after he did almost knock Nate Landwehr out in the first round, uh, all of his wins have been by finish. Um, but is he first round or bust, you know, is the real question. Uh, he hits very hard. He's going to have a two and a half inch reach advantage here. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, he's no longer going to be with James Krause. He's going to be at a new camp. So it's possible that we're going to see a new David Onama here. Um, if he, if he has worked on that cardio and conditioning, uh, he could absolutely win this fight. Um, his striking is very sharp and, you know, he's always live for a finish. Um, 
you know, though he may have gassed out against Nate, you know, we have also seen, you know, the opposite of that where, you know, he took a beating against uh, Gabriel Benitez and, uh, you know, got crap beat out of him for a little bit and was able to come back and, and, you know, beat Benitez and, and get the knockout. So, um, he is very tough. You know, he, he went all the way through that fight with Landwehr, you know, even though he was gassed and, uh, he's got a lot of potential, man. He's, he's actually really good. It's just the conditioning that worries me. I mean, I would normally, if, if he didn't have the tendency to gas out, I would jump on him, you know, no questions asked in this spot. Um, it's just that you got to worry about, but he is going to be at a new camp and, uh, we're going to see what they've worked on and see if, see if he's improved. And uh, he's going to be taking on Gabriel Santos. He is 26 years old, 5'9", with a 71-and-a-half-inch reach. He is 10-1 and and 0-1 and in the UFC. And uh, Santos looked pretty good in his uh, short-notice short notice debut against Laurent Murphy. Um, had me worried for a bit there, actually, because uh, I thought, you know, I think I had money on Murphy. And, you know, he definitely, Santos could have definitely won that fight, you know, just if it had been... If it had been, uh, you know, anywhere other than where it was, I believe that was over in uh, Laurent Murphy's part of the uh, part of the world over in, I don't remember if it was in England or or where it was at the U two or O two, sorry. Um, yeah, that that fight really made me go back and take a good look at you know at Murphy and and who Murphy had fought up to that point, and you know, just kind of made me seriously question if Murphy was really as good as everybody says he is. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's just cause you know, Santos was a debuting fighter that nobody had ever heard of. And he came in there and he put up a good fight. Um, Santos has good takedowns and submissions, very aggressive off of his back, uh, throws very good hard kicks, um, switches stances a lot. Uh, he does get hit quite a bit, which can be pretty worrisome against a guy like Onama. Uh, this is a scary fight to pick. You know, I mean, obviously everyone is going with Santos cause the way Onama looked in his last fight. Um, but Onama has a really good chance here, man, and I, I'm going to be picking Santos. But and I would I would wait because uh, you know either Onama gets a first round finish or you may be able to get a better price on Santos at the end of the end of the first round if it makes it out of there. And uh, rather than rather than uh, you know risk a, a high price on him, let me see what he's let me see what his he's a minus two thirty, and uh, I feel like this is a lot closer fight than that. So. I would definitely wait and see if Onama has a good first round. And then after that, he'll probably be gassed out and you can put your money on Santos at a plus money. So that's my, uh, that's my idea on that one, man. And I am out of it. <laughs> I am definitely out of it. It's way too hot today. Um, next up, we got Tabitha Ritchie taking on Gillian Robertson. And uh, Tabitha Ritchie is uh, 28 years old, 5'1", with a 62-inch reach. She is 8-1, and one, and she is 3-1 and one in the UFC. Now, Richie is, uh, you know, she's very tough. She got knocked out in her debut against Manon Farot, uh, but has won three since. Um, hasn't really fought anybody I consider to be super tough yet, though. Uh, she's going to be at a major size disadvantage here, but she's usually the smaller fighter in her fights. And, uh, you know, she's fast. She'll have a striking advantage here. She throws a lot of volume. Um, only has one win by KO though. She's very talented, man, and this will be a fight where we find out how good her takedown defense is, really. Because, I mean, I think everyone's going with her here. Yeah, seventy-one percent are going with Tabitha Ritchie, and uh, she's taking on Gillian Robertson. She's twenty-eight years old, five-five with a sixty-three-inch reach. She is twelve and seven, and nine and five in the UFC. And uh, yeah, Gillian's fought the way better uh, competition. Uh, and all that was actually up a weight class. You know, she will be the bigger, stronger fighter here, in my opinion. She's definitely going to have the grappling advantage. And if she can get the fight to the ground, you know, she has great, great jujitsu and uh, nine wins by submission on her record. And I think the move down to straw weight was a really good decision for her. Um, she looked really good in her last fight. Um, she submitted, uh, Rose Namanunez in 30 seconds in a grappling tournament and then immediately dropped down to Rose's weight class after that. Cause you know, Rose is at the top of the division. So. If she was able to do that that quickly, I mean, that says a lot. And, uh, you know, she's going to have a one-inch reach advantage, but I'm not going to put money on this fight. I might include it on a big parlay or something, but I'm going to pick Robertson to get the win just because I like my underdogs. Um, I'm going to say she gets a, gets a submission in round two, but I'll probably be wrong on that one. But, but yeah, I, I, I like picking women's underdogs, so <laughs> and I like Gillian Robertson. Next up, we got May 2 is Rebchecky. Is it Rebecca or Rebchecky? Taking on Loik Radzibov. Uh Matuas is 30 years old, 
5'7 with a 66-inch reach. He is 17-1 and 1-0 and and in the UFC. Yeah, this guy's on a 14-fight win streak right now. Um, he's very well-rounded. Um, he has great wrestling and takedowns, very powerful punches. Eight wins by knockout on his record and six by submission. Uh, he pushes a really tough pace on guys. You know, he, he throws all his punches very hard, uh, throws a ton of volume. Um, you know, hard shots to the body a lot. Um, uses the uppercuts really well. Uh, definitely going to have, you know, the cardio advantage here in this fight, I think. Uh, this is a scary fight to predict, though. I mean, Maytuas is, is the real deal, but so is his opponent. And uh, I didn't really realize how good his opponent was until, you know, his last fight. You know, he proved to be very tough. Um, both these guys are built like tanks, but I think uh, Rosbadov is going to actually be the bigger guy here and probably the stronger guy. Um, I do think Matua's cardio and, you know, him digging shots to the body could really serve him well in this fight. But this is a scary one, man, because, uh, yeah, Rosbadov hits very hard. So uh, Rosbadov is 32 years old, uh, 5'11 with a 68-inch reach. He is 17-4-1 and 1-0 in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, this guy's fought a lot in the PFL and over in Eagle FC. Uh, he looked really good in his debut, but he did slow way down in the third round. Uh, both of these guys fought, you know, pretty green fighters in their in their debut. Um, and whereas, whereas Maytua's really easily stayed in control of the fight, um, Rosbadov did get hurt a few times, in my opinion. Um, you know, he hits very hard, has good wrestling, got a lot of takedowns in that fight. Um, he's never been finished. Uh, with his power, he absolutely has a good chance to win this fight. Um, he uses nice trip takedowns, uh, good double legs. He does slow down a little bit, you know, um, but also he was pushing a really heavy wrestling pace in that fight, so that could have had something to do with it. Um, you know, he will have a two-inch reach advantage. Um, I feel like this fight could go either way. Uh, I think if, if Matuas can wear on, on Rosbadov and get him out of the first round, you know, he's got a good chance there. Um, I believe... I believe it's pretty close to a pick'em. Let me see. Yeah, Rosbadov's a plus one hundred five. Um, Matuas is a minus one twenty five. And uh, I've been this is a big, big tough one for me to pick, man, because I've been sitting here debating on it, and I still haven't absolutely made a choice on it yet. But if I feel this could be a very close fight, I think I'm going to go with the underdog and take Rosbadov. Um, as far as a method of victory, man, I would say by decision. Um, Maytuas has never been finished, I don't believe. So it's going to be a really close fight, probably. Next up, we got Tatsuro Tiara taking on Clayton Rodriguez. Excuse me, let me get some water. Uh, Tatsuro Tiara is 23 years old, 5'7 with a 70 inch reach. He is 13-0 and 3-0 and and in the UFC. Uh, you know, Tiara's an amazing grappler with very good submissions. Um, you know, good submission defense. He's looked better every time we've seen him. Um, he's very long for the weight class. He has a, uh, He's going to have a three-inch reach advantage. Um, he has very good top pressure. He's hard to get off, you know, get him off of you after he's on top of you. Um, he throws good straight strikes on the feet. You know, he fights very long, uh, you know, if that made sense. Um, he can grapple for three rounds, no problem. You know, he's got very good cardio. Uh, this is very much a clash of, you know, styles, grappler versus striker. Um, the game plan, you know, is pretty much always the same with Tiara. You know, he's going to take you down, and he will get the takedowns. Um, even though he primarily grapples, he had he did hold his own on the feet, you know, against uh, CJ Vergara, and he had his good moments in that, in that fight. But, you know, his game plan is definitely going to be to get the takedown and get the submission. And he's taken on Clayton Rodriguez. He is 27 years old. Uh, five six with a sixty seven inch reach. He is eight and two, and one and one in the UFC. Uh, Clayton's a great Muay Thai striker, very powerful. Um, this is a very bad matchup for him though, because if CJ Vergara could could take him down, uh, take Rodriguez down, then uh, Tiara is definitely going to be able to. Um, you know, he's always gonna Clayton's always going to have a puncher's chance. You know, his striking is very good. He's very powerful. Um, he has had trouble with the cardio and with making weight, so you got to look at that. Um, cause if he misses weight, his cardio is definitely going to be bad. Uh, but outside of him landing a big shot at the beginning of the fight, I don't think he's going to be able to get the win here. So I got to go with Tiara to get the win by submission in round two. Next up, we got Brendan Allen taking on Bruno Silva. 
Uh, Brendan is 27 years old. He's 6'2 with a 75 inch reach. He is 21 and 5 and 9 and 2 in the UFC. And that's a pretty good record, you know, considering considering he's in the UFC and and you know he's he's really impressed me here lately. You know, in his last fight, you know, submitting the uh, the uh, submission king Andre Muniz, so that was unexpected. And you know, Allen showed us that Muniz really doesn't have anything off of his back. Uh, you know, that fight was kind of the opposite of what I thought you know was going to happen. Muniz actually looked better on the feet, and Allen was way better on the ground. So I guess you never know. But uh, Brendan is a very good grappler. You know, he has very good jiu-jitsu. Um, his striking has came a long way since, you know, early in his UFC career. You know, going back and looking at his record, his wins haven't been against the best of competition. I mean, he beat Kevin Holland, but Kevin should have been fighting at welterweight. And, uh, you know, he only lost to Chris Curtis and Sean Strickland. So even though his striking has gotten a lot better, I don't think he should mess around on the feet with with Silva. Um, you know, looking at his two losses, he lost to, you know, good, powerful strikers, which which Silva is. And, you know, also, when you think about it, Sean Strickland doesn't finish anybody, and he finished Allen, so there's that to think about, um, you know, the chin. So, uh, Brendan needs to get the takedowns and get the submissions to get the win. And he has a really good shot, man, and I, I think he's a favorite in this fight. Let me see. Yeah, he's a minus 155. And he's taking on Bruno Silva. He is 33 years old. Uh, six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. Uh, Brennan's going to have a one inch reach advantage. Uh, Bruno's 23 and eight and four and two in the UFC. And yeah, I said at one point that I would never pick or put money on Silva again after the, uh, after the Mearshart fight, where he gassed out bad and half a round in that fight and he looked really bad and got submitted. I mean, it's crazy because this is a guy that went three rounds with Alex Pereira and then turns around and gets submitted by Mearshart. So it's a pretty, pretty drastic, you know, <laughs> difference there um you know but he did turn around and he looked very good in his last fight against brad tavares and although that may have been an early stoppage um you know he did drop brad and hurt him really bad and i'm still curious about the cardio you know that wasn't a very that fight didn't go out of the first round so i didn't really answer the questions i had about the cardio but you know bruno's a very powerful striker um he's kind of wild he'll tuck his chin and just throw everything he's got um, he's got 20 wins by knockout, zero by submission, but he does have six losses by submission. So there's clearly a path to victory there for Allen. Uh, but can he get around Silva's power, you know, is the worry. So, uh, like I said, Allen's a minus 155 favorite. And Silva's a plus 135 underdog. This is another one I kind of... I kind of want to pick Silva, but I said I'd never do it again, so I'm going to go with Allen <laughs> to win by submission, and uh, we'll say round two submission. And next up, we got Punalei Siriano taking on Cedricus Dumas. And uh, Soriano is 30 years old. He is 5'11 with a 72 and a half inch reach. He is 9 and 3 and 3 and 3 in the UFC. Yeah, you know, Soriano is another guy that I said I would never pick or put money on again after he gassed out and half around his last time out. And, you know, but the they are putting me in a position here where I may have to pick him. I mean, he's very powerful. Uh, he throws everything into his shots. Um, he's, you know, he's gave up takedowns in the past, but he's pretty good at, you know, scrambling back to his feet. And uh, I like Soriano. I mean, he has tons of potential, but he really just needs to slow down and throw some jabs and ease his way into the fight and make it out of the first round and conserve some energy. Um, I'm sure his camp knows that. I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure that's something they've been working on. Uh, he is a good striker. You know, I mean, if he if he eases into the fight, you know, the KO, the KO will come. You know, he'll get the knockout. Um, he doesn't have to chase it. You know, I'm, he's exciting to watch, but, you know, it won't matter if he gasses out in the first round and, and then we probably won't see him anymore after that. Um, I would say out of these two guys, if Soriano wants to, he's probably the one that could get the takedown if he wanted, but... I doubt he'll try. That's not really how he fights. He's taking on Cedricus Dumas. He is 27 years old, 6'2", with a 79-inch reach. He is 7-1 and 0-1 and in the UFC. And I was pretty high on this guy coming into the UFC. He looked real good on the uh, regional scene and on the contender series. Uh, but he showed, you know, a lot of kind of a lot of inexperience in his debut. You know, he struggled with the takedowns and the submission defense. Um, you know, Dumas is very powerful. Um, he throws 
He throws uh, really hard, and he's got a good you know variety of, of kicks and punches that he uses. Um, he's also going to have a crazy 6.5-inch reach advantage here, uh, which could serve him very well in this fight. You know, um, That's kind of what was uh, costing Soriano in his last fight. You know, He was fighting Roman Kopilov, who had a you know, height and reach advantage on him that was just battered him with that jab. And, uh, yeah, I could definitely see Dumas really busting Soriano up. But, uh, you know, both these guys, you know, like to strike, so anything could happen here. And uh, I believe Soriano is actually a really big favorite. And I was hoping, you know, he really wouldn't be. <laughs> uh, where is it? Yeah, Dumas is a plus 185 underdog, and Soriano is a minus 220. And, yeah, it's hard. You know, I know you got to kind of pick the lesser of two evils here because neither of these guys really look that good. Um, and I just don't. I think the values on Dumas, um, can't see myself putting, you know, that much on, on Soriano. Uh, I kind of want to pick Dumas, man. It's a, it's going to be a striking battle. You know, that's both of these guys are good strikers. Um, and this is a, <laughs> and I'm sure Dumas is, has got the better, you know, cardio out of these two guys. So, you know what? I'll, I'll pick Dumas, man. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I'll be able to get around to, to putting money on him, but, um, yeah, I'll go, I'll just pick him, man. Say say he's got the better cardio and and uh, maybe he uses his long frame and catches Soriano with a big shot. So I'll go with him. The value is definitely on him because I can't see anybody putting that much money on Soriano. And uh, next up, we got the co-main event: Amanda Rebus taking on Macy Barber. And Rebus is twenty nine years old. She's five three with a sixty six inch reach. She is eleven and three. And six and two in the UFC. Yeah, Re Rebus is a black belt in judo and jujitsu. Um, she's coming off a very impressive, uh, very impressive win against a real tough chick. You know, uh, what was that? What was it? Arruyo? Yeah, Viviana Arruyo. Arruyo. Um, you know, she has good submissions, a good submission defense. Uh, we saw in her last fight. You know, she uh, she got stuck in a guillotine at the beginning of that fight and was able to work her way out of it. And it was a pretty deep guillotine. Um. She's got good double leg takedown. She's very fast with her hands. Um, she's she was leaving her chin up in the air a lot in that fight, so that that can be worrying. Um, but uh, you know she doesn't slow down. She keeps a good. She keeps it competitive on the feet. Um, you know she was fighting a way better striker than her her last time out, and she did actually drop um, Arroyo in that fight. Uh, I think twice. And uh, what else? Uh, she is constantly improving, man. Her striking seemed to came a long way, you know, throughout her career. And, uh, you know, she, she really uses, whenever she's on top, uh, in top position, she really uses her right, her right shoulder well, or either shoulder really. Um, but she was doing it with her right shoulder in her last fight. And, you know, she was, she was really keeping all that pressure right on the neck, you know, so that it, she was not giving her opponent any room, you know, to maneuver or sweep or anything. And uh, it was very impressive. Um, she's going to have a one-inch reach advantage here, but I would imagine she doesn't want to be on the feet with Macy Barber very long. Uh, Barber is 25 years old. She is 5'5 with a 65-inch reach. She is 12-2 and two and 7-2 and two in the UFC. And, yeah, she has five wins by knockout on her record, which is kind of a lot for the weight class. You know, in women's MMA, you don't see a whole lot of finishes. Um, there's very few, you know, very few girls that are getting a lot of wins in this weight class by finish. Um, and if I remember correctly, I thought Andrea Lee won the, uh, won the fight the last time Macy Barber fought. Um, it was a very close fight. Um, she was giving up the takedowns to Andrea Lee. So I'm pretty sure if, you know, if Lee can get the takedowns, Rebus will be able to, uh, Barber has a karate background. Um, I would say that definitely Rebus is the better grappler of these two. Uh, Barber's got pretty solid, uh, pretty solid striking and, um, this is another one I've kind of been torn on. Um, let's look at the odds. Rebus is a minus 180 favorite. Barber's plus plus 155. So 
I guess I, I guess I would rather go with the grappling of Amanda Rebus in this spot. Um, and I'll take her to win by decision, man. I say she, she might have a little bit of trouble in the first round, but I think she'll be able to get the takedowns and control Barber on the ground. Um, I don't think she'll be able to submit Barber, but it's possible. Next up, we got the main event. Sorry if I'm out of it today, guys. I keep messing up, talking, and everything. <laughs> Maybe I should just redo this whole video. <laughs> I'm out of there. Um, got Joss Emmett taking on Ilya Taporia. And uh, this is going to be a really good fight, man. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I imagine that people are going to come after me and tell me I'm I'm pretty dumb for what I'm doing on this fight. But uh, Josh Emmett is 38 years old. He is up there in age. Um, 5'6", with a 70-inch reach. He's 18-3 and and 9-3 and in the UFC. Yeah, Josh has a wrestling background. He doesn't use it very much. Um, he's kind of fell in love with the hands and trying to get the knockouts. Um, he's very explosive and powerful. Uh, trains at Team Alpha Male. Um, you know, he got outclassed all the way around by Yair Rodriguez the last time out, and uh, he got submitted. But uh, I think I think Yair can knock anybody out on the feet, You know, even Volkanovski if Volk doesn't decide to wrestle whenever they fight or at least mix in the wrestling and uh, really control Yair up against the cage and stuff. I mean, uh, Yair's an amazing striker. So, I um, mean, he did hurt Josh, you know, with, uh, with them body kicks to the liver and, uh, you know, Josh, Josh doesn't throw a whole ton of volume. Uh, he usually wins rounds based on, you know, getting the knockdowns. Um, I think that was the case in maybe the counter Kevin Cater fight. I lost. I'm not sure. Um, he's going to have a one inch reach advantage. Uh, he counters very well. Uh, you know, when he's in the pocket, he's, Throws very devastating punches. Um, his boxing is pretty sharp, man. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Going back and watching the tape, man, he looked really impressive in, in a lot of his fights. You know, uh, the Shane Burgos fight, he was really tagging Shane Burgos, man. He was landing a lot of punches. And uh, this is definitely going to be a very big step up in competition for Taporia. And uh, Taporia is 26 years old. He is 5'7 with a 69-inch reach. He is 13-0 and 5-0 and in the UFC. And uh, Taporia's looked amazing, man. You know, he's got real power in his hands. He's a great wrestler with great submissions. Um, he's got eight wins by sub on his record, four by knockout. And, uh, you know, this may be controversial, but in my opinion, he hasn't fought anybody, you know, very good yet. Uh, you know, Bryce Mitchell is very tough, but he's not, you know, well-rounded. He's a good grappler and he's got amazing submissions and, uh, but he just can't strike very well. So if you can stuff the takedowns against Bryce, you know, you're probably good. Um, that doesn't mean that I think Taporia sucks or anything like that, but, but if you just look at the level of competition, man, you know, Emmett has fought, you know, the way better competition by miles and, uh, you know, Taporia is going to have the speed advantage. I think, uh, Josh is going to be the way bigger guy here. And, uh, the only, the only person to put Emmett away was Jeremy Stevens a long time ago, early in his career. That was back when Jeremy Stevens still had something. And, uh, you know, I want Taporia to win. Uh, he's a huge favorite. Um, he's a... Or is it? Taporia is a minus minus three ten right now, and Emmett is plus two sixty. And uh, I think this fight could really go either way, man. And I think uh, I I have a trouble really, you know, putting putting that bi that big of a price on you know Taporia, being that he. I mean, look look at who he's fought, you know? I mean, uh, Yusuf's the law. Went to the decision with him. Uh, Damon Jackson, you know, knocked him out. Uh, Ryan Hall, who cares? Um, Jai Herbert. Uh, Jai's good, but Jai does get, you know, rocked and, and knocked out <laughs> um, quite a bit. So, and he did hurt Taporia in that fight. And uh, his last fight was, uh, you know, Bryce Mitchell, so... Yeah, Bryce Mitchell was 15 and 0, but if you look at all the guys he fought, you know, I think he fought Andre Philly was the toughest guy. Um, but yeah, if you can stuff Mitchell's takedowns, you know, you're pretty good cuz he he's not a very good striker, so uh, he in my opinion, he's not super well-rounded and you know, he's better than I am. Fuck, I can't fight anybody anymore. I'm old, so uh <laughs> but man, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to pick Josh Emmett. Um I'm going to go with what I know. And I know watching the tape on these guys, I know that I sat there and watched, you know, Josh Emmett fight all the toughest guys in the, uh, in the division. Um, Rashad Bechtick, he was very good. Shane Burgos, uh, Dan Ige, uh, Calvin Cater, you know, I mean, 
Let's look at the look at who else he's fought. Uh, he fought Yair Rodriguez. Of course, he lost. Um, he beat Michael Johnson, knocked him out, uh, knocked out Ricardo Lamas. Uh, does show a loss to Des Green. That's not a really good look, but I mean, yeah, I guess he's definitely fought the tougher competition. You know, I mean, especially in his last you know few fights. So yeah, it's a real tough thing. I mean. I think the value's on Emmett, man, and I, and I don't know, man. I'm probably going to be, you know, proved wrong. I know Taporia is an amazing fighter, but um, I think Emmett, Emmett is going to have the uh, power advantage. Emmett hits very hard. Um, he's fought the better competition, so we're going to find out. Uh, and I don't know, man. You know, like I said, I want Taporia to win. This is kind of a hard pick for me. Um, I do want Taporia to win. I I even think he he's probably got a good shot at winning. It's just that the the value, man, you know, that price is really big on him being that this is the toughest guy he's ever ever fought and uh that Josh Emmett is just coming off fighting for a, you know, a uh, an interim title, so I'll take the underdog shot on Josh Emmett. Um I guess I'm still struggling. I kind of want to pick Taporia. <laughs> I know everybody's going to be going with Taporia. Um, yeah. I'll go with Emmett. Screw it. <laughs> but uh, that's all my picks, man, as far as bets go. Um, let's see here. I'll have to post my... Uh, I haven't put together my big parlays yet, so I'll have to post those for you guys on Instagram and on here, you know, later on, uh, kind of behind on everything and, uh, almost brain dead right now. So I'm sorry for, uh, this video, but, uh, so, so far I've got a, uh, I got a one unit play on Jack Jenkins as a plus plus one fifty underdog. Um, I also have another play on Austin Lane. He's plus plus one fifty five, and that's just a quarter unit play. I'm not super confident in that, but I think he's, you know, undefeated. He's, He's got all of his wins by knockout, and he's on a good run, so I think he's got a good chance at beating Justin Taffa because uh, I do believe Justin Taffa was a underdog against Parker Porter his last time out, so that tells you where people were at on him before. And uh, I have a two-fight parlay with Trevor Peak and uh, Tiara, and that's a minus 112, and uh, I got a one-unit one unit play on that. And like I said, I'll post, my, uh, I'll post my bigger parlays for you guys on my Instagram and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, that's it for me, man. Uh, please like and subscribe. Uh, sorry for being brain dead today. And uh, not, I don't think I did a very good job, but whatever. Um, yeah, so appreciate all you guys, man. And uh, that's it for me. Y'all have a good one.